families look like they're this big cohesive bond and you know because the kids have such hectic schedules your lives are are built around their the children and their schedules and then the kids leave and they go to college or they go to live their life and you look at the person next to you and you're like I think I like you that much. As a matter of <laughs> or fact, who are you? You aren't that attractive. Like, uh, you don't support my dreams. It's like you really don't know yeah. that person. You know them as a parent. Hey guys, this is Aisha Shelton. And this is Kevin Shelton. Welcome back to Marriage and Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode. We made it. <laughs> Every episode we make it. Uh, it's we like, made it. We made it back. Oh, were we not going to make it back? I mean, you know, we don't know what the Lord got in store for us, you know? We made it back. So this week, how to balance parenting and marriage. So I know you're not enthusiastic about this topic, right? Why would I not be enthusiastic, Kevin? I don't know. Maybe because you... Uh, Tired of these kids? You ain't tired <laughs> no. of this marriage? I'm not tired of this marriage, and I am not tired of these kids. I love them. Mm-hmm. And you. Uh, you want to have another? No? No, sir. No more babies? No, thank you. No more babies in our We do so good, it's though. It's a really sweet offer, and you make really beautiful children. Can we practice? You definitely practice. All right, there we go. That's a win. That's a win, people. Counting his wins. All right. No, so... How to, balance, how to balance parenting and marriage. So I think that it's it's kind of hard for folks without kids to get it until they have kids. And then it's hard for folks with kids to understand the people who don't get it because they don't have kids. You know what I mean? No, it's like I almost vividly remember what it was like before I had children. Oh, you don't? <laughs> Maybe you haven't had children long enough. I, I, I don't remember what it was like to not have children. Vividly remember. I can I can literally detail out <laughs> what my life looked like before there were children in it. It's Jeez. funny. I was talking to uh, my cousin, and he was talking about how he gets it now, and he ain't get it before. He's like, man, he used to be like, man, I got these kids, and oh, was such such a sick, and this and that. He's like, man, I ain't get it. He's like, now nah, every time his baby cough, I'm like, God damn, what's another thing? <laughs> like, we got to go to the doctor. We got to go to this. He's like, I get it now, man. I get it how you could be, like, distracted by kids. Yeah. So yes. it's a lot. And this past week, we had sick baby. Mm-hmm. Um, The four-year-old is ultra needy these days, and then the 13-year-old is on her 13-year-oldness. So. She's really not that bad. She's not that bad, but she's just like full in the teenage mode, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because now that she has a phone, which is really convenient, I have to say, I wasn't like. Um, he was anti phone. Anti phone. Poor girl was 12 years old, didn't have a phone. And if it were up to Kevin, she wouldn't have a phone. I so. see a lot of bad examples of children with phones. Shout like, out. I'm sorry. Shout out to Liz for getting her a phone because, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Her, her mama definitely got her a phone. Yes. And, and look, I'm happy she has a phone. Other than the times that she texts me stupid stuff like, Daddy, will you bring me Chick-fil-A at school? Wait a minute. Or she texts me, hey, you're awake, right? If you don't come up these stairs to talk to me, ma'am. What did, what did she say? She texted me something the other day. Uh, it was really ignorantly phrased. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it was like. What she is, said something about what is you? You is wake. <laughs> you yeah, is something wake. like that. I was like, what? Don't do it. Don't and she sends me TikTok videos all the time now. Is she? That's like a whole thing. No, she don't send me TikTok videos. I can forward them to you. No, no, no. I want to 
they're all anime me. based. Oh no, don't she knows. We share the anime though. She's okay. in the anime, so it's like a whole thing. So no, how do we balance parenting and marriage? I think for a long time, especially having a child and being a single father, uh I was like all about my daughter and all about my my parenting life. I was very committed. I was like, it's gonna be me and my baby and whatever. And when we got together, I had to learn that the marriage comes first. How'd you learn that? Uh, by my wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, my wife My wife taught me that <laughs> because I was putting my child on a pedestal. Um, Not necessarily. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it putting it on Well, I used to baby the hell out of her, though. You did. You did. But, but you, you put what I feel like is too much stock in in the parent-child relationship because mm. if our goal as parents is to create productive citizens and release them out into the world, yeah. right? So you are building everything around this person that's, that will be uh, released, yeah. right? So that's kind of, that's... And I think way. a lot of marriages do that, right? You concentrate on the children because it's a crutch. So you don't have to work on the marriage because you have this focus point of the mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we staying together for the kids are we doing this for the kids and what you end up with is once those kids are gone you don't have anything to come back to nothing or bonding the whole, you. holding you together yeah. right? and i've seen that before too i've seen where you know families look like they're this big cohesive bond and you know because the kids have such hectic schedules your lives are are built around their the children and their schedules and then the kids leave and they go to college or they go to live their life and you look at the person next to you and you're like, I think I like you that much. As a matter of <laughs> or fact, who are you? You aren't that attractive. <laughs> like, uh, don't support my dreams. It's like you really don't know yeah. that person. You know them as a parent. You don't know them as your as your spouse and your partner. And your partner, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, we have yet we have many more years to be married, mm-hmm. right? So we have no idea what that looks like for a couple that is bound by marriage and also in business, mm. right? Um, and if we could get to business, 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 that, you know, we lose our marriage. But we, we're we very intentional. But I think we have a lot of couples that we can look at that have been married 20 years, like, you know, Courtney and her husband and uh, even... Um, and Angie and Uncle Michael. And Angie and Uncle Michael, the Taylors, you know, some of our mentors who are very much married and very much in business together. Yeah. Um, and have been for a long time. And I think basically doing what works, right? What we see that does work um, and tailoring it to our marriage and what, you know, what our strengths are together, then we can have a recipe for success. Yeah. So the one thing about me is, is that, I, and I preach this to my husband and I preach this to the members of my real estate team and to anybody who'll listen to be quite honest, like there is no secret to success. It's done a successful marriage, a successful investing career, a successful business. It has been done. So if it's already been done, all you have to do is follow the formula. Don't reinvent the wheel. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, follow the formula. So it's the same thing for marriage and it's the same thing for real estate. And it's the same thing for marriage and real estate. There are successful marriages and successful couples who do real estate together or business together. And the formula is out there. And so all you have to do is follow the formula. Like if you're struggling, just know you're not the only one struggling, but also there's a solution because somebody out here in the millions of people that are married and do business together have found a solution. So you just have to go find it. And, you know, I think 
throwing the parenting in there is a much more variable thing because the one thing you can't control is children, right? We know, you know, we've seen examples of couples who pour, you know, very positive things into their children and their children still end up every which way, right? Because at the end of the day, you and your partner can intentionally focus on your marriage and focus on what you want to put into your children, but what your children decide to do, it's up to their devices. So I think that a part of balancing the parent parenting and marriage is realizing that the parenting, you have to not take your hands off, but release yourself from the outcome. Um, because at the end of the day, when your children grow up and you do release them out into the world, they're their own people. It's free will, yeah. right? Just like we have free will, they have free will too. And it's like Antonique said, the couple that we were with in mm -hmm. Dallas, right? She said, when you put on the lens that your job is to raise them to be productive citizens of society, right? It kind of changes the way you approach parenthood, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know for me, it's very easy for me to get very lax in parenting, right? I'm like, okay, here's the tablet and this is what we're having for dinner. Put those nuggets in the oven. Let's eat some nuggets for dinner and some veggies. You know, it's really quick. It's not intentional. And I'm always recalibrating because I fall into what I like to call the lull of parenting. And then every once in a while, I'm spurred to be intentional about several things, to be intentional about my marriage, to be intentional about my parenting and I think San Antonio this weekend that I took with um, my team member Malika really helped me to recalibrate and say what intentions am I setting for my marriage and what intentions am I setting for myself as a parent and what do I want to impart upon them you know no I, I like that I think that um, you you said the you have to intentionally refocus and reset mm -hmm. I think that across the board you always have to do Absolutely. Right. Because as the children grow, it changes. You know, I remember when when Kayla was very young. I had a plan and I had, a, you know, we, our schedule was this. And then as she got older, all that stuff kind of went away. It became invalidated. Mm -hmm. um, and you're the one who really taught me to be able to pivot, um, even with Kayla, because there was a time that I was stuck in where she was at five. And then I had to learn, okay, here she is at seven. And by the time I learned here she is at seven, here she is nine. nine right. And then now at 13, I'm like, you know what? I take my hands off. She's going to be what she's going to be. <laughs> no. So I'm no longer holding her to the, no, that's not. I'm, I see what you're saying. I know yeah, what you're saying. I'm, I'm just saying I'm no longer trying to make her into this little box. Uh, I'm kind of meeting her where she is and then steering her in the right direction. It's like the phone. She got a phone. I can't go, you can't have a phone now. Mm -hmm. Cause she already has a phone. Now yeah. I can steer her in the right direction. And I try to do that. So now it's like, instead of fighting the wave, I'm going with the ocean. And my wife taught me that. Your wife is so proud She's of you. Amazing. Oh my God. My wife is amazing. I am just like, who are you? I love you. Hey, that's the marriage part. It is. But see, if you're, if you're concentrating on getting better, the one thing about me is I get better. I'm like wine. I get better. Next. And so as long as I concentrate on getting better, you know, 1% progress annually compound and I'm, I'm good. I'm Gucci. Can I get that same grace? 1%. I am working on it. I am working on it. I am getting 1% better even with you in this marriage. I'm uh, getting over 1% better. Agreed. Agreed. You are. You just look so beautiful. Thank I you. I just want to say that. Don't make me all shy. Oh, 
But no, so um, yeah, you know, it's honestly exciting because you're watching. Um, it's not just your babies, but people. You know what I mean. So as they do grow into who they want to become, it's almost you got a front row seat to see this magic. You know what I mean. And you do get to steer and you get to whatever, but right. it's separate from your marriage because these are outside entities. They're a product of your marriage, mm-hmm. but they're not your marriage. So, you know, you're my partner. And I tell our children that, like, uh, my only teammate is this one right here. Like, you ain't my teammate. You're my child. <laughs> you're my kid. <laughs> but you, we, ain't on the, we ain't on the same team. You on my team. Right. And me and her are the team captains. You on our team. So you gonna, there's a point where you're going to get on and off this team. But this is our team. So having that solidified in our marriage makes us stronger parents because we can't fill in the gaps Agreed. for each other. Agreed. Um, and then even on the parenting side, it also gives you a clear line of, I guess, not succession, but a, a clear line of what defines the roles in your relationship, right? You're not trying to be your, your children's friend. right? You're trying to be your children's parent. Yeah. And that helps a lot because when, when the rubber meets the road or they, you know, they conflict, you can go, Here's the fine line and here's, you know, my partner backing me up. And this is what our household stands on. Um, and then children got to play by those rules. So. And we talk a lot about intentional parenting, but you also have to be intentional, intentional with your marriage as yeah. well. Right. Um, and every marriage has their own like weak spots, period. Like there is nothing. There is no perfect marriage. Not at there all. Is something that the couple that you admire, if you're sitting back admiring Kevin and Aisha, trust me, we have our own challenges yep. that we face within our marriage. And understand that whatever your challenge is, while it may be different from somebody else's, so you can't say, well, Mark and Keisha don't have these problems. Well, that's not Mark and Keisha's problem. But Mark and Keisha what got it, whatever But Mark got. and Keisha has a problem with something. You know what I'm saying? So, and so I know, I don't know who Mark she is but if you out there <laughs> um but truly truly so even when and if you don't mind me sharing not necessarily any details but even when kevin would compare like oh well you know people don't have these kind of problems and i was like okay look this is our problem but somebody else's problem another couple's problem maybe finances right you might have somebody that brings in a good amount of money and then the person who doesn't bring as much to the table maybe they're the spinster the spendthrift and they mm-hmm. spend all of the money right that's a big deal for them if you talk to that couple that they about to divorce because no, of this true. money stuff so know that you are all there's always going to be something and as long as we're working on something together period then and i imagine for the rest of our lives there'll be something that we're working i think through. that's what makes it fun now it's frustrating as hell let me let me let me say that it's okay. not without frustration call it fun when we're going through it I'm no like, i can call it fun? fun when we're sitting apart from it because <laughs> going through it you know and we have our own struggles and for me the struggles that we have and i'll be very very candid i hurt my feelings i'd be like oh no this is and what you always put in perspective is Somebody out there has another struggle that maybe you don't have. So what it teaches you is gratitude, 
right? So I'm like, why would you do this to me? And it ain't about me. And evaluation. And I take it personal and it's not personal. But that's the other thing, right? Like when we take it personal, if you were to take your feelings out of it and evaluate it and say, does my spouse really want to hurt me? Yeah. Like, does my spouse have ill intention? Now, pause. If your spouse does have ill intention, that's different. But you are you're very clear that I have no intention on hurting you. Now, how it plays out, does it hurt you? Yes. But do am I am I setting out to be hurt you? Am I setting out That's to hurt you? That's the thing that always brings me back to center because I've I've experienced a marriage with somebody with intentions to hurt me mm-hmm. and was successful, right? Like somebody who woke up every day with the intention to speak negatively, do harm and hurt me. And I experienced that. So this ain't that. So I'm grateful. Okay. Go ahead. Say you say your dispelling thing. Go and ahead. You know that I have to say it. I I was not a part of that marriage. That is so true. I you cannot are. speak on it as if I was in it. But I fundamentally believe that and are there people who mean harm to people? Yes. But I also think that there's a there's I'm always looking for the reason why. Like maybe that person was hurt. Maybe no, that sure, person hurt was, people definitely hurt maybe people. Maybe that person had something some grievance that they had that was with you that they like whatever the case may be, I'm always I put on two different hats. I go, This is how I see it and then I think about it. How does this other person see it too? And it's all we go through that we talk about this too, and only in our business and in our marriage. It's all feedback. It's all like, okay, hey, this is not working. What can we do different? Sometimes that different is we treat each other better or we go to therapy or maybe we just need some downtime together. And other times that different is we don't work well together. We should go our separate ways. But it's just feedback. No. And there's a third part in there is sometimes I want to hurt you because I can. And I, that's one of the areas that you 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 selectively cut out of life but also i want to hurt you because i can once i identify that you want to hurt me because you can then i have a choice to make i can stay here and be hurt let you hurt me or i can walk away from the hurt that's a choice i'm not i'm i'm not i mean hence why we're married right now because i i made a choice praise the lord but what i'm saying is you have to you made the statement of if your spouse does intentionally want to hurt you or cause harm to you. Right. So all I'm saying is those situations do exist where, you know, if you have a spouse, you know, beating your ass or or something, like if there's some intentional abuse, then that needs to be treated separately. We're talking in the realm of two people who, you know, despite their flaws want to be together, work actively together. Right. So we're always speaking in the same of in the, in the frame of mind of people who are married, who want to be married and who are working on having the best marriage, right? This whole podcast is framed around that. It is. It is. And let me be very clear about that too. This podcast is for people who are married, who want to be married, who like being married, because the other thing that we know is if we are not in sync Mm -hmm. and this is not just a Kevin and Aisha, we, if we as married people are not in sync, then the success of your marriage and your real estate business will be affected by it, impacted by it negatively, right? Um, and so, and same thing with your parenting too. Facts. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, like, if you ain't, you either trying to make it work in all areas, or you not. Because um, I think that 
people think that you can try in one area and what you realize is everything's interconnected. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to be a fantastic parent while having a horrible marriage because one will affect the other. It's the same thing. If you have a horrible marriage. It's very hard to be, or, you know, if you are a horrible parent and one person, you know, wants to be a good parent, it's very hard to have a good marriage because it's going to create conflict. Same thing in business, right? If you have a tumultuous um, marriage that ports over, you work together in business, it ports over in business. But I mean, even from from your job, right? When you're going through it in your marriage, your work suffers, period. And not like you underperform. Some people do underperform, but there are people that are high performers that can still perform, but still the, your level of work, your, the performance that you would have mm-hmm. had you had harmony at home would be greater if it were not. And here's the beauty part of it. And, you know, this is a kind of a wrap up statement. The The beautiful part of life, right? It's life is very dynamic. Mm-hmm. So you can have a, a strength in a beautiful relationship with each other in one of these areas and not have to have the other part of it. Mm-hmm. You can have a beautiful marriage and not be in business together. Absolutely. You can be amazing parents and not have to be married and you can have business and marriage. Maybe you don't have kids or you have, you know, mm-hmm. a successful parenting relationship, successful marriage, but y'all can't work together. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it really just depends. And I, the idea that comes to mind is Jeff Bezos and his ex-wife, right? Now they were married for a long time. But what what they found is that the marriage wasn't working for them. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the numbers and look at she she still lets him uh, control her stock options in Amazon. Mm-hmm. So there's a level of trust there in business mm-hmm. that does no longer exist in the marriage. Yeah. And they have kids together. Right. So they might have the parenting part and the business part together and decide that the marriage doesn't work. Right. And you see some other relationships where, you know, they might have the marriage part and say, Drop dead, we can't be in business together. It don't it don't work when we're in business together and we need to do our own separate things. Yep. And you see that every day. So, you know, it's not a zero sum game. I think that people gotta find what works for them in their life. And once they figure that out, play to your strengths. Agreed. No, so no, I like this topic. This is fun. Awesome. So it's this, just y'all having the opportunity to send it and have conversation. We it's just that time where we go, oh yeah, we should talk about that. Not we should talk about it on the podcast, but we have a fire conversation, Kevin and I, and then go, man, that should have been a podcast episode. So this was true. totally one of those fire conversations that no, happens to be a podcast episode. Well, this is the Marriage of Real Estate Podcast. This is Kevin and Naisha, and we out. <laughs>